a cute little intro. Welcome back to another episode of The Least Favorite. I'm your girl, Natalie, and today I got my girl Tasha with me. <laughs> Tasha, do you remember how we met? We was outside, girl. That's what I was saying. I was trying to think, because I, I always have an issue, like, introducing people. I'd be awkward as fuck. But I'm like, I don't even remember the day I met Tasha. All I remember was me twerking and you slapping my butt. We was outside. And we was just cool ever since. All right? Cool as fuck. And then I remember us having a conversation one time. I think it was at Tijuana's. We was lit. And we got into a whole deep conversation about your journey, your life, your condition, which we'll talk about. And I was like, oh, no, nah, she got to come on the pod. So I'm really happy that you're here. I know we're going to have a really good conversation. We start every episode with a topic from the bowl. It's like a random little icebreaker. So you get to pick your <laughs> favorite color. I picked two. We could probably do two. We'll save this one for the halftime. Okay. Half, we can halftime. Halftime. No, was... Halftime show. Hopefully you can read it. First celebrity crush. Ooh. First celebrity crush. Oh, damn. Holly Berry. I don't remember my first celebrity. Like when you're little or yeah. like. um. <laughs> you remember? Oh, God. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. You know Chai Young? Yes. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That was? My mom. Chai Young was like a novella star, right? And a singer. And a singer. Yeah, I think that's where I know him from. But my my grandmother and my mom, they used to watch a lot of like Univision okay. when I was growing up. So like they would always say how cute he was. And I think I was like brainwashed because now as an adult, I would never look at a guy like that. We're going to have to put a Wait, picture. Like Cheyenne? Like how you spell it's that? It's like, it's C-H-E-Y, right? It's, it's C-H-A-Y, I think. A-Y, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. <laughs> oh my God. He looks like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or how they say Jesus. Look. But um, yeah, I haven't seen him lately. Like a Mario Lopez type. Let me see. Turn it around so I can see. We're gonna have to put it up. This guy? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. But I was little. I didn't know. Um, but then when I got a little bit older, but still little, I was really into R and B. My sister would play R and B. So Tyrese was another one for me. Really? So that's completely different. Okay. But yeah. How about you? Oh my god, my first freaking celebrity crush was Puff Daddy. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, my yes. God. I don't know what it was about this man. He's cute, though. I loved Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. And I was a whole child. Mm-hmm. And I loved Puff Daddy. You know what's funny? You can tell, like, a person's age by how they reference his name. You feel me? Because she said Puff Daddy. Other people be like Diddy. I like or Diddy. P. Diddy. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy. Like. And I remember the video that I was like, ooh, who is that? Um... Anthony, help me. <laughs> you said you hey, remember. Hey, yo, the sun don't shine forever, oh, but victory. as long as that it's victory. 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 That video. That was and that was video like, for you? Yes. For me, and it I'm wasn't... Like- it wasn't the video. It was um that song you ever heard, Senorita, oh, by him. Mommy Venaki. <laughs> okay, yes. I, I was like, oh my god, and I'm Spanish. He's talking oh to me. God. Like the I swore. Victory video for me. I was like, who I'm gonna have to is watch this him. man? It was that video him. for me. Oh my god. Puff Daddy. No, but you know what? He's still fire, and he got a swag to him. So I could see where you would where you would get that. Did you um did you like him and J Lo together? They were my favorite couple. I was a fan. They were cute. They together. were cute. <laughs> She's like, yeah, they were, they were cute. cute. Um, all right, cool. That was a good one. All right, so we're gonna get started with the questions. So you're here. We're gonna really dive deep. We're gonna get very philosophical. 
we are going to talk about your journey living with multiple sclerosis. Now, I don't know too much about it. I kind of know a little bit from what I learned in school, but we could get started with like, first, how, when were you diagnosed with it? I was diagnosed with MS, I want to say late 2013. I And uh-huh. I was thinking about the time period. I, it could have been 2012, 2013. I don't know. Was it like something like you had, like what made you go to the doctor, I guess? Like what were you experiencing in your body? So just to start from the very beginning, I had a car accident probably like 2011 or so. Um, I had this car accident. I would thank God I was fine. Mm -hmm. Everything was good. Um, I noticed myself walking started changing and we're so used to as people like I'm fine. Whatever. And we, we, we brush things off. We're good. It, it came to the point in, in 2012, 2012, 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. where I, it was very hard to walk. And I was just like, I was struggling and I'm like, this isn't right. I'm also 300 pounds at this 300 something pounds at this time. So I'm like, and they're like, Oh, you pinched a nerve. You did this. And then I'm like following what these people are telling me from this car accident, whatever. So I'm just living or trying to live with whatever normalcy I can have to the point where I was just like, I told my mom, I can't do this anymore. Something's wrong. So she, we went to the, I remember went to the ER, Montefiore hospital in the Bronx, um, went to the ER, stood whatever time we stood. Then they were like, we're going to run some tests. They did an MRI. They did all of this. And I'm like, why is all this happening? Um, they admitted me. And I'm like, what? Fast forward, this was in October of 2012 or 2013. They admitted me. They put me in a bed. I wake up, there's freaking 11 doctors in my room. And I'm, they're like, we think you have this. And they said MS? They did, they, they, or they right. said they something said else. MS, okay. And then I'm like, <clears throat> No one in my family has this. Right. And nowadays in the world that we live in, no one in your family has to have any of it. Yeah. A lot of it's environmental. Okay. You're eating foods that mm-hmm. have these things in it. You don't, you don't, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, I still don't know where it came from. Yeah. And, and when you're told you have something or a label's put on you, you try to rack your brain. Like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And it's such a disease that it touches everyone so differently that yeah. you, you just don't know. Okay. There's people that have walking issues. There's people that have vision issues. There's people that go completely blind having this thing. So just to go back to when I was admitted to the hospital, they did a spinal tap. They put a needle. They drain fluid from your spinal cord. They tested that. That's how they get a definitive diagnosis. They're like, you have MS. My mother automatically, she's like, you have to get a second opinion because no one in the family has that. Spanish, typical yeah. Spanish parents. Like my mom would have been like, they don't know what the fuck they talking about. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, they took liquid on my spine. I think they're right. They're not lying. Like it can't get any more accurate. So once the diagnosis came and I was put on immunosuppressants, I was pumped with steroids. I was in the hospital like three weeks. Oh my God. After that, I was walking with a cane. And, and, I, and what the most thing that stuck with me was my this my toe and my right foot i remember i couldn't you know how you point and flex your foot mm-hmm. this this foot specifically 
I would walk like this. They call it that's it's called a foot drop. That's okay. that's the so I would it would flop like a fish. It looked like a flopping fish, just like okay. Where I was like, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And then once they gave me the steroid and everything, I started moving my toe and I was like, nah. And that's when it became real to me. And I was like, all right, now I gotta learn to live with this disease. When I was first told that, I thought I was gonna die. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I, what were your first thoughts? I thought I was gonna die. Mm-hmm. I really thought I was gonna die. Mm-hmm. And then it's to the point where I'm like, all right, we got to start doing research. And the only time, the only person I knew or celebrity wise that I knew that had that was Monta Williams. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, he's alive. Yeah. He has a freaking talk show. What yeah. does he do? Mm-hmm. So I started looking up his stuff. I did my research and I'm like, all right, people, they have, you know, they live normal mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects everyone differently. You don't know how it's going to affect you. So how does it affect you specifically? Other um, than the walking. My stanky leg. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, this leg is my, my gift and my curse. Like, I, I, there's days I wake up, it works. There's days I wake up, it doesn't. Um, but uh, Tasha keeps going. Mm-hmm. Tasha don't stop. Yeah. And in terms of the medications, what are you on right now? So... When I first was diagnosed, they put me on a medication called Jelenia, which was a pill. I had to take it once a day. Um, I went from that to. No, that was really the only one I was on. Now I'm taking something because and just not to jump all over the place. No, good. I was put on Jelenia taking the pill. I was having flares. So a flare with the MS is your symptoms start to act up out of whack. You got to go in, get pumped with steroids. They let you go. And you go back. Okay. But I was like, it's happening too consistent. Mm -hmm. I was also with this hospital in the Bronx, Mm -hmm. known hospital, where I felt like I wasn't getting the care that I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say about five years ago, I decided to leave the hospital completely. I went to Wild Cornell in Manhattan, found an amazing neurologist. She's retired. So sad. Um, Nancy Nealon, she was like, I'm going to give you the strongest thing there is because again, I was having these fears too constantly. So she put me on a intravenous and what uh, medication in the the veins every month I go. Okay. I get my meds and you're good. I'm good. I have not had a flare since switching with her in five years. Nice. No, what does a flare feel like? It manifests itself differently. Okay. Um, a flare would be my walking. It gets really hard. This leg, this leg would get really heavy. I, it would just, things weren't right. Okay. Um, I remember I had a flare where I had color desaturation in my eyes. I couldn't make out colors. Mm. That's how I knew too. Like if that's blue, I would see red and I'm like, and then, and then little by little, everything starts going black and white. Then I'm like, I'm having oh, a flare. Wow. Yeah. So you, when you live with this, <laughs> Yo, you constantly scary, know, though. Yeah. you constantly know, like, Something's not Something's right. Something's off. And then once they give you these steroids, you're back. And I'm just like, I don't want to depend on this for the rest of my life. Really quickly, I just realized, what is MS like overall? Because did we define it? There is a, there's a textbook definition yeah. of it. Um, it's a ge- degenerative, just to go back. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is that the layer of your nerves are exposed. Okay. So they're just constantly firing crazy. Okay. Um, there's no, there's always, right. everyone has like a, you know how a wire has like a protective thing over it? It's called the myelin sheath. 
it's destroyed. So these nerves are exposed. So they're just Got firing it. randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the medication that I'm on helps mm-hmm. keep it at bay. It also slows the progression of the disease because there's no cure. Right, right, there's right. There's no freaking cure. So there's no cure. You said degenerative. Does that mean that it gets worse? It can get worse. It can get worse. It can get worse. There's people that live a full life with it. Okay. With their stuff at bay once you take care of yourself. Um, so I get, you know, I get my medication every month. I do what it is that I have mm-hmm. to do and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of lifestyle changes too. That you I was going to say, because now you are a vegan, completely vegan. And that was a decision that you felt like you did in order to help with the MS or is that something that you were kind of always thinking about doing? Nope. It was to help with my MS. I, um, I did a lot of research mm-hmm. and I seen how people that stopped consuming animal products thrived off of um not having that stuff so i said let me try mm-hmm. and then i remember i have a friend her name is tiara she went vegan and then little by little i'm like all right so i'm doing this research i'm being told stop these animal products a good friend of mine just went vegan let me try to yeah let me just try and it's been five years that's a long time but they do say that animal products, when you eat meat, that that causes a lot of inflammation in the body. So it would make sense that you would feel better <laughs> once you switch to veganism. Exactly. And a lot of times, like people like me, I guess, who don't have that, you would be like, oh, that's bullshit. But until you're actually experiencing it and you see the changes in your body. People tell me all the time, like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, try it for a week. See how you feel. I know. Tanny's been trying to get me too. I'm like, I don't know. Try it for a week. Yeah. See how you feel. And it's like, that. that's really the only thing you can do because mm-hmm. you know how many people that like, I can't do what you do. I'm like, but you can. You, you just can. don't want you to. You don't want to. Yeah. Everyone's stuck in their own way. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You just got to try. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Even down to you, because I also want to talk about how early you wake up to work out. Four in the morning. And there are people out there who literally <laughs> will use any excuse for why they can't work out, why they can't eat healthy. And it's like, you're actually doing it and you're pushing through. What keeps, like, what is that motivation? Like, what is, how do you... Because I know you don't always want to do it. Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. So I seen how with the fitness in my life, how my body responds, my mm-hmm. body listens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to have a little bit more control of my body. I also like the way I feel. You start to like the way you look. You're like, I'm, I look fire. The clothes is fair, right? right. Yeah. So, um, a lot of it has to do with that. And a lot of it, because the MS attacks your muscles, I have to keep muscle tone. Yeah. Okay. So that's why a lot of the working out happens. But a lot of the working out started to happen was when the pandemic struck. Cause I was, I just, I had weight loss surgery in, I want to say 2017, 2018. What did you do? What was it? I did the gastric sleeve. Oh shit. This was after the car accident? After the car accident. This was after, so it, it, it all let, it, it's all step by step. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. happened, but I had the weight loss surgery to keep the weight off now because with MS, the lighter you are, the better you feel. Right. I was 300 and something pounds. Like, I was like, yo, I can't carry this weight. Yeah. So I had the weight loss surgery to keep the weight off because I would always fluctuate. I would lose some weight, gain it back, mm-hmm, lose some mm-hmm. weight. I was tired of that. And I was getting older. Yeah. And when you get older, it gets harder. It gets harder. Um, so I had the weight loss surgery. I have not gained no weight back since. Nice. But again, this I made this decision health-wise. I've seen I see a lot of people around me now mm-hmm. do these surgeries for vanity reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really doing this because you're trying to better yourself or because you just want to look cute? Yeah. 
but that's their business. Right. My my situation was definitely health wise, but mm-hmm. I've kept the weight off. I've never gained anything back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work out every day just because it helps me. Yeah, I see the benefits of it. Again, I like the way I look. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep it going. Um, I want to talk about how you, I guess, how your support system has changed since, if it's changed. And what is what does support look like for you? I have a lot of friends. I have friends that support me. Mm-hmm. You're your biggest support system, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Like, it starts with you. Yeah. Because I've learned that you're going to have certain people that, you know, push you, certain people that look down to you. So it's like, you can't really, I don't really use people to thrive. I work on me, only mm-hmm. me. I don't really go off of people mm-hmm. to help me do that. I do it because I want to. Right. But I have a, I have a strong support system, I want to say. I have yeah. good people in my life that keep me strong. Yeah. And how do you, like, cope with things? I guess for, like, anybody who's dealing with it, I guess, or just got diagnosed, like, what is something that you could tell them that would help you, like, in terms of just, like, Centering yourself back when the thoughts become too much or you start getting scared or fearful or like worrying too much about the future. The thing with this type of sickness itself, mm-hmm. the Internet is not your friend. Oof. It's not your friend with anything, honestly. Right. Oh, yeah. But the Internet is not mm-hmm. your friend because you're going to read a whole bunch of craziness. Your truth is yours. Right. So you live that. Yeah. You're going to read the good. Very rarely you find the good. You right. find all the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that reading the bad inspires you to be, you know what? I'm going to make this a positive experience for myself. And I think that's what happened to me where I'm reading all this negative. I'm like, that's not going to be me. Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're gonna be fine. Does MS like affect your perception of time in any way? Do you see time as like, I got to make the most out of everything right now? Because, Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, and I've sat down and thought about it because again, you see people in wheelchairs, Mm -hmm. you see people that have no mobility. And I'm just like, when is my time? Mm. When is that going to happen to me? If that happens to me. Right. Because we don't know. Yeah. Um, So time back to staying active. If I know I could still pick up a weight and I could still keep moving, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I don't really try to dwell on, well, there's going to be a time that that's it. No more. So this is why I live my life on go. Yeah. I don't stop. I'm going, I'm taking that vacation. I'm going on that trip. Mm -hmm. I'm going out. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all of it. Because once you hinder yourself, it's like, they always say, when you tell a person that they're sick, and they don't know that they're sick and they're living fine. Once you tell them they're sick, they're they sick. They start acting That's sick. They're yeah, sick. they're sick. They're sick. So I knew. They told me, yo, you're sick. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going. How has this affected, I guess, I mean, you're in a relationship. We can I talk am. about it, right? That's not yeah, private or anything. Okay. Does it affect your relationship in any way? Or did you feel like when you first met your partner, like what was the conversation like when you told him that you had a mess? He didn't really know what it was. Okay. I had to explain. But it didn't really it didn't change anything. anything. Oh, I love that. Nothing That's at all. That's so cute. Nothing <laughs> at all. It changed nothing. Yeah. But no. It didn't. He didn't. He asked, like, what is that? What happened? It changed absolutely nothing. 
Yeah. Has it changed for anybody in the past? Um, not really. My friends are a little bit more conscious. Like people ask me, like, you want to go to this amusement park? Absolutely not. Don't okay. invite me. You I can. love that you're inviting me, but don't invite me. Right. I'm okay. Oh yeah. So let's talk about that. What are places that? What are places that you would Wait, go? Why not amusement parks? She got to walk a lot. Of that. Of, okay. Ah. Okay. I just want to make sure. But they have, I mean, don't do they have like little motor? I recently went to Disney with my sister. Because I know they be having that sometimes. Um, I mean, Disney is huge. I recently went to, I think, Universal Studios. Mm. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. So oh, I my dream was to see the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And I got to see it. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she got me a little scooter. That's and my I'm mom, saying. my mom, my mom, um, recently not recently a couple years back she just went blind oh wow she was she was legally blind but now my mom is blind mm-hmm. um but she um she read she rode right with me and we was both in. and you and got we, it done yeah i got it done listen yeah. it all gets done if you want to get it done mm-hmm. period yeah that's it yeah um so now we're gonna talk about like purpose right okay I want to start first with like, because you said you feel like MS ties into your life purpose in some way. In what way does it? I feel like nothing happens by accident. I feel like if something or, or something it, you're you're given something to go through, it wasn't by accident. It was meant. It was meant to be your walk of life. So I feel like it's very strong to persevere. I have to persevere this. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I not? Mm-hmm. Um, my purpose is I feel to educate a lot of people or people that want to know people that are going through it that don't know where to start where to begin let me explain to you this mm-hmm. is what you need to do mm-hmm. I recently know someone that was recently diagnosed immediately she hit me up who's your doctor what? and she, now she's pregnant because a lot of people think they have a mess they can't get pregnant she's having a baby oh that's fire right yeah so it's like you again you have a normal life with a couple tweaks in it that's mm-hmm. all it is do you want kids so with having this i was like absolutely not mm-hmm. um my partner does want a child mm-hmm. um i always say if it's meant to be my walk of life mm-hmm. it'll happen naturally mm-hmm. it'll happen the way it needs to yeah Am I looking to have kids? No, but I'm also not protecting myself. <laughs> so if it's if it's something that happens, I'll welcome it. She out here wrong talking and just let everybody know. Just shooting the club up. <laughs> I love that. You if have that sex, happens, bitch. Yes. That's a fact. No, but yeah, fuck it. You in a monogamous, healthy relationship? Why not? Um. <laughs> I got <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk to about, um, let's talk in general, right? Aside from MS, when do you feel like you are the happiest or like fulfilling your purpose? If it's outside of educating people, do you have anything else? When I'm having fun. Yeah. When I'm having fun, mm-hmm. I'm always outside having someone doing something. I'm traveling. I'm doing this. I leave in the morning. Um, <laughs> She's going to Panama. I um having fun, just mm-hmm. going, doing what it is I love to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like to put the title purpose on, on, on a lot of things because then it's like, you're like, oh, 
well, what what is really a purpose? Yeah. What? That's what I was going to say. We should probably even define what a purpose is. Because I feel like for a long time, I was battling with what's my purpose, what my purpose, and then like doing a lot of things <clears throat> and not feeling fulfilled in what I was doing. But I think we put a lot of pressure on trying to find a purpose. And it's like, your purpose could be like, if you fucking pack bags at a fucking supermarket and you are happy and that brings you joy, you're fulfilling your purpose. You're bringing joy to other people. Like it doesn't have to be this big moment. This at big, all, yeah. At all. And I think that's what, that's a misconception people have. They're like, oh my God, I have to find my purpose. I'm like, yo, you just live your life organically and your purpose will, f- your purpose will show itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Organically. Like there's no need to sit there and be like, oh my God, I have to do this. There's no steps to a purpose. Right. A purpose manifests itself the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, let's talk about marijuana. <laughs> um, you use marijuana to help you with your symptoms or anything? Absolutely. Was that something that you were already... Was uh, marijuana... Were you smoking or doing, um, like, using weed before your diagnosis? I would dabble here and there when mm. friends would just, like, be smoking a blunt and mm-hmm. stuff. But I've learned now how much it helps a lot with nerve pain. So mm. nerve pain, I have constant burning down my legs 24-7. Really? Stop. Right now, do you have it? No, because I'm having that. <laughs> <laughs> so it stops once I have it. Okay. So which is why I'm big on, I'll have it like before bed. I get to sleep. Um, A lot of this though, like I've learned to ignore it because mm-hmm. it does go away. It's just yeah, always yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But this definitely helps okay. with that for sure. How does your family view marijuana? Because like my family being Dominican, they look at that shit like... My mother too. Okay. Does she know that you... She knows. She knows. She knows. But it helps. She knows I'm in the life. But... I'm in the life. <laughs> Not in the life. <laughs> I think... And you know what? It's weird. And that's why I asked you if it was okay to talk about it. Because even like me, I work in a school. But it's like it is legal. So it's kind of like... Am I doing something wrong? I be feeling like I'm doing something wrong. Why? I don't know. I feel like society, my family, and then people be like, oh my God, like on camera, they'll even ask, like, I'm not going to do this on camera or should I do it? I don't know. I don't know. I be wanting to just come in here and fucking light up and talk my shit, but I'm afraid, like, what if my students see some shit? That's where it gets tricky because they be on YouTube. They be active. So that's where I'm like, there's a stigma attached to it, but it's like, if it helps you, why not? Mm-hmm. If even if it helps you relax, if it helps you the anxiety, all yeah. of that. If yeah. it helps you, why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, let's talk about oh, we didn't even do the next topic. So we're gonna do a random topic okay. again. <clears throat> you had another paper or no? Or we can pick another one. one. This no, is it? That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll read it this time. Let's see what it says. Have you ever been caught doing something you shouldn't have? What the fuck? Duh. Is this like a fucking elementary school yeah, podcast? This is, no, let's do another one because hello, we grown. <laughs> that was retarded. Let's do another one. <laughs> okay, now what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Um, Embarrassing thing. <clears throat> Not me really thinking. I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything. I don't know because nothing really sticks out. I feel like um, do I even get 
Do I get embarrassed easily? Now I got to think. Do you get embarrassed easily? You don't strike me as somebody who does. You I ever, think. You ever been out and like the bill comes and like you didn't, like your card got declined or like oh. you don't have the money to pay type thing? You're like, damn, I got I to gotta hit you back like next week or some shit. No, my car has got declined, but then like I would just have to transfer money. But right. I don't get embarrassed by that because I'm I live alone. I got bills. Sometimes shit gets fucking taken out of my account and it is what it is. Like you figure it out. I figure it out, yeah. But I can see how that could be embarrassing. I don't know. I don't really think I get embarrassed like that. Mm-mm. Or like I'll be embarrassed in the moment, but then I'm over it. I'd be like, fuck it, I'm human. Like shit happens. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. That's the mentality. Oh, wow. but speaking of that, because you, sorry, you had a question? No, go. Speaking of that, you brought me, um, I remember I was looking at a video and you can let me know your opinion on this. So I was looking at a video and the girl was on a date and she recorded, and I don't know what is with these girls recording when they're on dates, like the woman with the cheesecake factory situation. And so this girl, she's on the date and the bill comes and the guy, he's, she's just recording herself, but the guy doesn't know. He's kind of arguing with the waiter back and forth because he's like, I don't have enough to cover this bill. Is there any way that like I could just pay for her portion of the dinner and then I could go in the back and like maybe wash dishes or some shit. And the waiter's like, um, I don't know. I'm going to have to talk about it with my manager because like we've never had a situation like this happen before. And the girl the whole time, she's just like, like opening her eyes wide. She keeps drinking her wine. She don't say shit. And he's still kind of going back and forth with the waiter. And I'm just like, at what point? Do you step up as the girl to be like, yo, I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, that's mad. That's to me, that's embarrassing. There's a lot of females out there that are just like, he better figure it out. But just because they're like, like, you asked me on this date, so you should be figuring it out. I don't know how you I feel about that. You need to help. You should help. You should that's how help. I felt. I felt bad. Like, he was really, right. like, struggling with that waiter. And I just felt like, I don't know. You should help. That you was weird. Help. That was weird. You have mentioned um, earlier about a zombie apocalypse. Right. Get your passports, y'all. Because <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. Do you really believe in that stuff? Like, if do you really think that, like, one day something's going to happen? So... I try not to pay attention to the sci-fi world and all that, all this craziness. Because, you know, the aliens are coming, DK. Aliens is real all of a sudden now, and that was sci-fi, right? I've always believed in aliens. So I don't feel like these things that we see on TV is by by accident. I feel like there's some sort of, like, where you got that idea from? Right. Where it came from? Right. Where it came from? Mm -hmm. And they give you the cute version, but then aliens is now real, so... And if you look, you ever watch The Simpsons? I'm sorry, but I believe in all that conspiracy shit that The Simpsons be Whoever predicting. Write the system, the the system. The Whoever writes the Sips, the Simpsons, is Miss Cleo cousin because they predict everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what The Simpsons have said about. Um, I don't even want to know. I'm, I kind of want to go on YouTube tonight and figure I'm it out. Big <laughs> on on um on one like people foretelling stuff like I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. You don't want to be prepared. I'm I, telling you right now, if, an, if a zombie apocalypse was to happen, I don't think I would survive. Girl, I cannot run. Bite me. Kill me. Whatever. There's that. There's that. Wipe me out. Cause I'm going to join the revolution. I'm not doing it. I'm going to join the revolution. That's a fact. I'm I not can. doing it. I'm not running. I'm not doing none of that. No. 
just I just read this post. A man was arrested in Spain after allegedly faking multiple heart attacks at 20 different restaurants to skip out I on the bill. I've seen that. Yes. Wait, what? He <laughs> A Read man it again. was arrested in Spain after allegedly faking multiple heart attacks at 20 different restaurants um, to skip out on the bill. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, scammers. Get That's, the fuck out of here. We don't help him. No, fuck no. him. And you know what? God forbid he might end up actually getting one one time and niggas not going to fucking believe him because what the fuck? But that, you know what? A lot of people are resorting to a lot of things just to, but then at that point, don't go out. Why you can't just say, why are you going to restaurants? Like, is that serious? You can't cook? He just wants to enjoy the enjoy going out and save some money and just, you know. I could under, the only way I can understand it is because, honestly, going out is mad expensive. You go out and it's easy, like, 100, 150. I'm sorry. If you're going out, know that you have the money to you go out. You have to have the money to go out. If know what you your don't, budget where is. you going? But there's just people that want to be part of the whole experience, and they want to be part. But you don't. Have you don't money. have the money. You what have you not doing? put in for one hookah refill, but you've been hogging that shit all night. Like, no, I'm sorry, but times are rough. Times are rough. You need to learn how to budget. I was actually even thinking of like getting somebody to help me budget my money because I feel like I know a couple good people, even as an good, adult, that are good at that. You yo, it's like the money just bills, bills. Now the student loans came back. And then when you have like you're trying to fund passion projects and have a social life, it's a lot. I need somebody to help me with with that shit. Do y'all feel fuck, like y'all financially like financial budget, time budget? Like I don't got the time to do anything. Really? Like, you have time? Bro, like I get invited to shit. I'll be like, God, I swear like, I'm always like, all right, I'm gonna I'm chill, I'm gonna save money. Then it's like sign comes up. So it's birthday or just something else. Like, can you do pictures for this or whatever yeah. it is? And I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah. I just, sometimes it's like I need to fi- finish doing what the hell I'm already been doing, working on. I won't be having the time to do shit. I gotta go away for a whole week for work next week, so I won't have I won't have any time to edit or do anything mm-hmm. from Wednesday till Saturday. Yeah. I think time, but also, no, for me, it's the money. I'm trying to just save money right now. And I've been saying no to a lot of people. And now it's to the point that nobody even invite me out no more because they know I'm going to just say no. I don't even want, but also I don't have the energy. It's not even the time to, the energy to go out. I'm fucking tired. Like, by the time the weekend comes, I'm done. And Tasha be having the energy. Good for you, girl. People ask me all the time, how, where do you where? find that? I don't know. Veganism. I don't. It might be. It could be. I don't know. Honestly, I think that's what it is. Diet. I don't know. No, you know what? Because obviously, you know, I drink a lot, right? So when I eat healthier and better and drink more energy, fine as fuck. I could drink no hangover. All night. I can stay up till like four in the morning drinking with you. Mm-hmm. When I'm eating like fucking burgers and wings and chips and all that crazy Exhausted. shit, yo, midnight coming, I'm like, yo, I'm done. Like two drinks in and I'm like fucking ready to go to sleep. Real quick. Yeah. My best friend just came from Florida last Thursday. We were on goal time Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yo, not even that. I saw when you went to Cancun, bitch. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do it. I couldn't hang. And I was the first one awake every single morning. How? Diet. No, that helps. Yo, when I'm gonna have to try veganism. Whenever I'm just eating, even not even it has doesn't have to be just straight vegan, but just eating a healthier diet, you can recover quickly quicker from drinking. It's 100%. 100%. Anytime I like, if I go out and I eat like fucking, like say if I had a salad or like a smoothie or something before mm-hmm. I went out, 
Y'all could drink and I'm fine the whole night. <laughs> when I go with some car, so y'all go get a chopped cheese or some shit. Just like some. That's what was happening to me. I was going out. Mad sluggish and done. It's like I was eating like shit. Yep. Cause then it's like if you work a lot and then you're not really home and you want to go out, you're not really gonna make a healthy. Well, I wasn't gonna make a healthy meal. I was gonna get some Wendy's beforehand. So then I'm at the spa. It's shot, shot, shots. After the spa, you got a chopped cheese, and then you wake up the next day feeling like fucking dick. What is your hangover meal then? Like, do you have one after French the fries? Okay, that's good. I like fries. I love um, fries. The thing with me is I don't really eat a lot. Mm. I'm not really all that hungry. I also make a habit of before I drink, drink, I'm going to eat. Yeah. I eat and then I'm good. But if if I need to be picking on something, it would be fries. For fries. Sure. I fries. think fries is good. Um, Yeah, I don't know. For me, it was White Castle. <laughs> it was out right after Shanghai. I would go to White Castle. Yeah, but you Talking about hangover. White Castle. Huh? A hangover. Said, no, not hangover. Oh. I mean, like, like after drinking, after drinking, oh, that's like what I meant. But I guess okay. hangover meal the next morning, it would have been a bacon, egg and cheese. So imagine you having White Castle when you leave the spa, nah, you know, then you wake up and have a bacon, egg and cheese. I was bugging. My go-to to get over hangover, Chinese food. Really? Chinese food, we doing it. Just in general, so chicken, pork rice. I'm like cured. Interesting. I haven't been hungover in a long time. You don't get hungover? See? She's like convincing me more and more that I need to change my diet. I- Yo, I have not had a hangover in a long time. And you busted back. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't hang. <laughs> I can't hang. <laughs> I can't. Um, I wanted to talk about now the Papoose and Remy situation, but I don't want to get too, too like specific into their thing, but we could talk about the background. So apparently they've been, obviously, you know, they got married when she got out of jail and now she has her show. Do you know that she has a show? They were married before she went to jail. Oh, yes. You're right. Well, they had the official like ceremony, I guess, when she came out because they put it on VH1. But she has a show. I think it's something like Chrome 23. Um, and it's like with battle rapping. So she has like women, men, and it's like a show highlighting battle rap. I've never seen it. So, yeah, I haven't seen it either. So um, there's a guy on the show that apparently she was supposedly cheating on Papoose with. And now she's in that. a relationship with the guy. Wait, what? Yeah. And like apparently her and Papoose have separated. And so a lot of people, this is my question here, right? Because a lot of people were saying that they feel like, damn, how could she do that? Like he held her down for all those years, blah, blah, blah. But then the other side for me is like, do you really feel like you owe anybody, I guess, your time in that relationship just because they held you down when you were at a rough point? He made the conscious decision as an adult to hold her down and probably that what they had ran its course. That's what I was saying. And I'm like, and I don't see nothing wrong with that. I feel like if you really just put your effort and you made it work as much as you could, if you're really not happy, why do I feel like I have to force this relationship to work just because you held me down? I don't owe you that. I don't owe you now the rest of my life. That's like more jail time for me. That's how I'm going to see it. If you look it. at it, absolutely. How do you see it? I mean, I don't believe in marriage anyway, so... Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just put that uh, out there. I don't know. Um, oh, that's another good topic, too. At the end of the day, I don't know the details of their relationship. I don't right, know... Right, but that's why I said, like, yeah. just in general, if somebody's holding you down, so if do it's you just, really feel... Let's just say if it's just at the face out. Yeah. It's exactly what everyone assumes it is. 
Papoose was the, the best husband in the world. Remy Ma is just this ungrateful wife, and she right. went and had it, you know, had, had an affair, affair yeah, and just yeah. like whatever, whatever. I mean, yeah, so to be messed up, like, yo, that's just fucked up. Just like, just as a person, like, just on your principle, like, you know what I mean? You're or just judging you off your character is kind of like trash. But you don't owe anyone anything. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You really don't. But they marriage probably what relationship is perfectly healthy any fucking way? No relationship. I don't know no relationship that's perfectly healthy. So maybe they had other issues, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that is true. How do we know he's always been the perfect husband? Right. They probably exactly. were just really good at keeping because even with this, no, but they to. haven't even come they out to say anything. anything about that's it. true. They've all been quiet about everything. We just making assumptions on it. Um, and that's the crazy part. It's like you just just because you, they were this black, uh, what was their like, like black love, black love, like yeah. kind of slogan. They were that poster shop, but look at I ain't gonna say no other names, but there's what? No, I was gonna say look at Will and Jada. They were the oh, poster God. child. For, you want to talk about it? Let's she's talk about it. She's let's talk about it. For love too, and, and look, you know what's crazy? I always liked Jada Pinkett, but I just feel like, girl, you doing too fucking much, like. At what point do you just stop? Like, I'm all for it. All right. You want to tell your truth or you want to tell your story? I mean, I guess. But damn, like, at what point do you then, like, respect the person that's been by your seat? Then it goes no, back to okay, that. Okay, because what you just said, and this is not just about her, this is about everyone in general. Why does everyone need to live their truth and tell their fucking truth? That is true. That's Fuck the- your truth. No one cares about you and your truth. Like, why has everyone got this need to <laughs> yeah. really just express themselves and just so everyone can just accept them? Who cares? Like, yeah. you know, need like to none of everything. that needed to come out. I want to know. Yeah. What is the desire to have all this information come out? What is like you trying to justify you for being I, to me? It looks like you're justifying your actions when you just constantly like trying to explain yourself and. You know, yeah. it's like, what are but we it's doing like here? no one asked. Were we? Was any of us looking for a justification on anything? You know I'm what I mean. I think it's for relevance. They just want to stay relevant some way somehow. When yeah. was the last time you heard of them? Since before the freaking Chris Rock slap. Yeah, I mean, Will and Will Smith. Like, we don't know. I mean, he's probably just really good at keeping his mouth shut because we don't know if he was also the perfect husband or partner, but. He's a fucking movie, like he's a star. Like everybody knows Will Smith. He you has care? he's chilling. Millions. He's successful. Jada Pinkett, what has she really I mean, I'm not trying to discredit her, but what has she really done? Set it off. Okay. Um ooh. she, she had, got the red no, she, table talk. She had movies. She was, you know, she, she did, did some a bunch movies, of but like 85 years ago. That's what I'm saying. She <laughs> hasn't done anything since other than just be messy. Just fucking messy. Like stop Again, talking. Again, it's for relevance, and and I think us, we you know we we obsess over these celebrities, and we're all about we need to stop into- giving them that intention. Even fucking Krishan and Blueface, I can't no more. I had to unfollow the Shade Room. I had to unfollow all these because all they do is talk about Krishan and Blueface. Who cares? I don't even know who that is. So see, because uh, you don't even Krishan, have to. It's, you don't even have to follow them. It's like everywhere, and it's like yo, enough. It's just toxic, toxic, toxic. I can't. Um, but yeah, any um, last, do you want to give any last words of encouragement or takeaways for, um, from like, you know, your life, your experiences, living with MS? Absolutely. Make sure y'all get your annual checkup every year. Even if nothing's wrong, just go check. Because you never know. You know, men be, avo- I feel like men the most be avoiding 
100%. The checkups. They wait till they can't pee to be like, let me go to the doctor. And then at that point. I'm scared of CDs. Go and check yourself out and make sure you're good. Yes. Even the alarming, the conversations I've had with men about just how often they are not using protection because you said about STDs. That's the part too that's just like, oh, she looks clean. No. It's like, what do you mean she what? looks clean? Like you bugging the fuck out. No. I, um, that's yeah, crazy. I feel like that's crazy. Yeah, going raw in bitches because they look clean. Yeah, but a lot of them do. It's so <laughs> normal. Like nobody, I mean, people don't want to use fucking clean. And I get it. I get it. Once everybody's clear, though, exactly. then we can have a good time. Make sure you have a conversation. Is everything, make sure you have concrete proof. Show me your my chart. Show me, show me everything. I need and to know what's up. By then, but just to play freaking roulette with sex is crazy. You like with your life. Go check yourself. But yeah. no, definitely listen to your check engine light. Go check yourself out. Something's not right. Go check it. Don't wait. Don't be like I'm good. Go check it. Don't be scared at all. And y'all need health insurance. Hit me up. Really? Absolutely. Wait. What do you do? I sell health insurance, girl. Wait, would you do all of it? All of it. Okay, hit her up. Hit me up. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tasha, thank you. This was awesome. Anthony, do you have any last minute words? Oh, we have to start doing like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on Apple, leave a review on Spotify. Pop up November, November 19th. 19th, Sunday, Bronx Brewery. Can't wait. Live yes. performances. We have a lot of performances. Yes, we have a lot of performances this time. We're going to be celebrating International Men's Day. So we're going to do like little contests for the men. Winners get prizes. Um, What else are we going to have? Yeah, we're going to have DJ Loose Cannon as always. And it's going to be a good time. I'm excited. So pop out if you're not doing anything November 19th. And yeah, bye guys.